The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And belly on up to the 9-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris Lanuti. I am doing the EP Podcast. Evergreen Parks Podcast. Five years strong from my basement bar right here in the EP. And we are entering October now. One of the best months on the calendar. Oktoberfest season is in full swing across the south side. We're going to talk to two nearby brewery owners about Oktoberfest the season as we get ready for Evergreen Park's Oktoberfest this Saturday, the 7th. The EP podcast will be out there. Get over to our tent, say hi. We're going to have a blast. Father Paul Guzman is also going to be sitting down here. Great friend of the show. A living legend in Evergreen Park passed away. He wants to talk about his friend on the show and share some really good stories. This episode of the EP podcast and every episode of the EP podcast brought to you proudly by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. People have always asked me, why do I love the First National Bank of Evergreen Park? I mean, they're friendly. They're helpful. All that jazz. What I really enjoy is when I use my card at an ATM. I don't pay any fees no matter what ATM I use. They put the fee right back in there. I love that. I hated driving around and looking for the branch that I had my account with. Oh, do we do we have a Bank of America nearby? Hold on. Let me get my phone out. Forget that. Just stop at the next bank. Get your money. The total access checking account gives you the free ATMs nationwide and a $300 bonus with qualifying activities. They have no overdraft charges as well. The mobile banking tools, award-winning customer service, and the big, beautiful, iconic building right there on the corner on 95th and Pulaski. Stop in and see them today. They have accounts for you, accounts for your business, accounts for your kids. I know that because I have all those different kinds of accounts underneath this household at the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, member FDIC. I want to kick off the show today with a little bit of news, news that isn't easy to share with all of you, but I think about four or five weeks since my life went upside down is a good time period of rest and reflection, and then we kind of got to get into it. You guys have heard my entire life on this show over the last five years, but eventually you're going to start to figure out there's voices on this show you're never going to hear again that you've gotten used to hearing on the EP podcast and across the broadcast basement on demand radio network. Plus I got three kids and the little guy's got a big mouth and I'm finding myself having to explain things to people on a one-on-one basis. Plus the show is not exactly what I wanted it to be over the last four or five weeks because it's very hard to be creative when you're dealing with a trauma inside of the house. So I'll just rip the bandaid right now. About a month or so ago, I was out of town and the Evergreen Park Police Department were called to my house with a domestic. And after they got here and talked to everybody, they pulled the kids out of the home. The next day, the Department of Children and Family Services came over to my home, spoke to my wife, then came over to my sister's place where I had gotten back from my trip and was sitting there with the kids. And then my wife was told to leave the house. And the day after that, there was an order of protection issued. And dad and the three kids now are on our own. And I'm doing something I never thought I would do in my entire life. I'm getting a divorce. Because at some point... You have to just say enough's enough. And at some point, you got to protect your kids. And I will tell you honestly, this absolutely sucks. And it's not something I want to dwell on on this show. But you're going to start wondering why it sounds like I'm living by myself with three kids. 
Plus, you're going to wonder where my co-host went, because she was there that night. And based upon what was relayed to me about what happened that night, she will never be on this show again. So there's a couple of changes here at the EP Podcast, because unfortunately, life is not always just a bunch of laughs. And before you start reaching out and saying, what can I do, Chris? Trust me, everybody's been so nice so far. Everybody has just been so kind, and they're all worried about me, and they're worried about the kids, and they're asking a lot of questions. Just know this. We're going to be okay over here. It's going to be rough. Trust me. It has been so far. But we got good friends. And a lot of those voices, a lot of those friends have been on this show over the last couple of weeks and helping me get through the show, helping me plan a show. I think doing the look back over five years was a nice little idea. So I only had to plan half a show every week because that's about all I could come up with. But we're getting into a flow and we're going to keep pressing forward. Let's get to one of those good friends. Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar with me right now is Father Paul Guzman of Most Holy Redeemer, friend of the show, a Navy chaplain, and embeds himself with the Marines. You don't embed yourself. They embed you, right? Yeah. They, 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 they do that with there. you. They, yeah. they throw you in there with getting embedded. It's yeah. like a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Former U.S. Marshal. And, and, and welcome down here. How are you? Hey, good to be here again. So, uh, Been away for a while. You, you, you heard the news. I filled you in on everything going on. Uh, and and I'm, uh, I'm getting divorced, which is something I, I never thought I was going to do. So I, I'm guessing I'm out now, right? Like no more, no more Catholic Church for me. You guys are going to kick me out. I got to be an Episcopalian or something. Uh, only if uh, I get off this bar stool and start slapping you around. And then, <laughs> you know, then when you're in a coma, then you'll be out. I'm not out? And then you're out. <laughs> you're going to keep me in? Yeah, I'll keep you in. All right. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to make yeah, sure. Yeah, your house broken. Why would I want to get rid of you? <laughs> All right. All, All right. right. There You're you going to go. keep me, then I'll stay. <laughs> We're going to keep you. All right. All right. I'll stay in there. I'll stay in there. All, All right. right. Uh, you uh, had some sad stuff happen over at Most Holy Redeemer. Uh, 101 years old, Father yeah. Father Adamich was, and he passed on uh, about a week ago. And, uh, you know, you had the purple banners all over. Yeah, they're still uh, the there. Church. They're still up there. How long did those stay up there after he uh, passed? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two yeah. weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, wow. 101 years old. When he got sick and went into the hospital, I was like, all right, that's it. And then I was here and he was doing well and you guys were trying to figure out how to get him back over there. So what, what happened? Yeah, he just started to decline again all at once. And it was, well, it was a slow decline, but, uh, but he, you know, his poor heart is 101 years old and right. he w- wasn't taking the strain so much. And then he just slowly declined. I didn't get to see the funeral. Mm-hmm. I know my kid went because you brought all the Redeemer kids over there. Yeah. They got to go see, they got the, they were part of the whole thing. And what is different about a priest, uh, a funeral in the church compared to like like any other regular one? Um, not a whole lot. Uh, just, the, the, just the purple banners? The, the rites, there, there's some different prayers. Okay. okay. The way his coffin is positioned is a little different. Really? What yeah. is that all about? Well, you know, when, when you bring in uh, a parishioner or uh, any Catholic, you know, they're, they're um, faced... In front of the altar, the way their head is faced is different because a priest is turned the other way because he's still a servant of the people. Really? So, yeah, so the, the, the priest is, is faced differently. I didn't know that. Yeah. Most people probably didn't even notice yeah, that as yeah. it was happening. And then, yeah. of, of course, the coffin is different, too. The, uh, the coffin that a priest has is, is uh, kind of elevated a little bit, so uh, viewing, you can view the, the, the priest better and you'll see that in, in a bishop's funeral too it's the same thing and the bishop comes to this right you had a yeah, bishop the, at this we had the, the bishop came to this and uh there must have been about 10 concelebrants that were there including father scouten who was uh associate there for years ago 
Wow. So you had a big turnout at this and, uh, you we know, had a big turnout. Sad, sad that he passed down. But I always say if I make it to 101 years old, like uh, I did, I did well. Like yeah. I remember my grandfather passed at 90 and I remember sitting there saying the guy was just going along right up until the very end. Didn't spend a lot of time in the, in the hospital. He was, you know, I'll take that. Yeah. Right. Well, that you was know? Father L. He was plugging yeah. along up. Well, until... He was always really active. Like yeah. My, my thing that I always remembered with him that I loved the most. And I told his family, cause that's the, there was a group that was up there. I went to the mm-hmm. wake and they were standing there and they had the picture of him. And when he had gotten out of seminary school and you look at that picture, I think yeah. it was like 1940s. He got yeah, out, right? 47. I yeah. Think something. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was talking to the family and you know, you don't know what you're going to say. Cause you, you don't normally meet the family right. of a priest. So, but they're standing there and you, you, know, you want to make some small talk and say, I'm sorry for your loss and stuff like that. So I, I, I told him, I was like, the thing I always loved about him, is that when he was able to move around well, he did not like it when people were in the church for an event and forgot they were in a church. Yeah. So like a play is happening or the Christmas pageant or something like that. And all the kids are sitting there and they're actually being quiet because their teachers have told them, be quiet, it's church. But the adults are all standing in there shaking hands and like, mm-hmm. Bob! Yeah. Bill! And everybody's yeah. like talking. They're all standing in the aisle. I mean, they, if you would hand out beers, they would start drinking them right there in the middle of the church, these people. They wouldn't even think there was anything wrong with right. them. And I always sit there because my mother told me, it's always a church, no matter why yeah. you're in there. Okay? So you don't, you don't do that kind of stuff. And I would see him poke his head out, and he'd have an angry look on his face. And then he'd go back, because he's probably considering to himself, do I really want to go out and yell at everybody? And then there'd be a shout or something like that, and it was like the final straw for Adamich. Mm-hmm. And then he would walk out there to the microphone and just destroy everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, he didn't just say, can you please quiet down? He would berate them. He would basically say that you're making a bad example for your children. You put him in this school because you want to teach about the faith. You don't know. You're not actually practicing your faith. Like he just dove oh, on these yeah. people. And I was, I would always sit there and kind of giggle because to watch grown adults instantly reduce the second graders. Because <laughs> he would do that to them. Grown adults are putting yeah. their heads down sheepishly. Yeah. And like embarrassed and hustling to their seat because they're like getting yelled at by this man. Yep. And they don't and, want their kids to see me getting yelled at. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody looked at him like, whatever, old man. No, yeah. they run. They scatter. Yeah. Okay. And they dive into their seats. And they would all get quiet. And then it'd be real quiet. And they'd start to talk again. And he'd poke his head out. And everybody would get quiet again. You'd <laughs> <laughs> have that on adults. You just stick their right. head out there. And it's like, uh-oh. Right. When he got, when he, now when he got, when it got harder for him to walk, he didn't go out and do that. He probably wanted to go do it, but he was like, well, it's going to take me 20 minutes to get to the podium. <laughs> and then 20 minutes back. Right, yeah. Exactly. So he couldn't do that. So, but I mean, you, you hung around him a lot, of course, since you got there, you always refer to him as your buddy and yeah. you guys were close. So I mean, like what I would imagine he was an interesting conversation when, when, when you, when you sat down and just discussed what's going on in the world or stuff that was going on in the parish or just him talking about like back in my day, I bet you did a lot of back in oh, my yeah, day. A lot yeah. of back, back in my day stuff. But, but one thing that uh, I learned after he passed away, cause other, uh, you know, parishioners, uh, you know, came up to talk and it's like, even though he was the guy that would shout down those people in church, he was the most compassionate and loving guy you ever want to know. Yeah. And there were so many parishioners that said, oh, like when my mother was sick or whatever, he came over and he stayed there, you know, for hours, uh, you know, with us. Or or when my kid was sick in the hospital, he would, you know, he would come over. And it's like, yeah, that was Al. That's the way he was. 
Yeah, I mean, he already had a he already had a hall named after him while he was still alive. Oh yeah, that oh that honked him off too. He didn't like that. No, he didn't. Oh, like this that is at great. All. I didn't know this. So uh, yeah. Ad, Father Adamich did not like the fact that there was an Adamich Hall while he was still alive. Right. He didn't like to be fawned over. Okay. So that aggravated him. Yeah. Oh, to no end. So what would he say about it? He would be like, he would goes, you... I don't know why you did that. <laughs> I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. And then that. you put my picture in there. Why'd you have to go right, and do it, that? It looked like a memorial and the guy was still yeah. walking around. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It always yeah. felt that way. I remember when I started at the school, when I, I mean, years ago, I mean, Audrey's 17 now and she yeah. started there as, as, a, as a preschool kid. Mm-hmm. And I remember going in there the first time and I saw the picture and then I saw him walking around. I was like, look at this guy. Yeah. It looks like the guy in the picture. He's a living legend. I couldn't figure it out. I was like, because I thought, well, they named it after some dead yeah. priest. Yeah. You know? Oh, he's still going. Yeah. that's. I mean, that that is also kind of crazy yeah. when you went through yeah. that and then, thing. Yeah. And then when, when, when he was getting weaker and we had a caretaker and, and she was a great caretaker and she would fawn over him, and he hated that. He didn't like yeah, that. Oh, he, no, it's like, I can do it. You See, know? I get him. Yeah. I'm like that. Yeah. You were sitting down here when you first came in. You're like, how you doing? Everything mm-hmm. going okay with you? Everything mm-hmm. you're going through? And I'm like, I don't I don't want any help. Yeah. Everybody keeps trying to help me, but I, I don't. Like, I'm, I, I, I kind of am on the same level, I think, as, as Father Al probably. Can I, can I start calling you Al? No. No. Don't call me Al. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in there somewhere in there is a reference to a Paul Simon me? song yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly <laughs> I can be your bodyguard oh now you're taking it too far now you're taking it too far building relationships supporting the community and service these are the things that Country Financial stands for they're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park they're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial Representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Is there a memory? Is there a thing, anything over the last couple of years? Just sit there and you, like when you look back now at him, because you spent a lot of time with him. And I would imagine this is this is like this for a lot of priests because you, you're you with somebody, you live with somebody for a long time. A lot of priests get transferred to different parishes from time to time. Then they start all over again. They have this longstanding relationship with people. And you really are like a fraternity that's very small and continues to dwindle in numbers. So everybody knows each other. Okay. But I'm sure... Anytime you look back at him, there's something that's going to just stick right out in your brain. Going back to his independence, I walked down the hall past our little community room upstairs, and he's on the floor. And oh. I, and I went, ow. And I go running. Well, you thought he fell out. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and he did fall down. Okay. And he goes, I know how to get up. I practice. <laughs> don't, don't go away. So he was mad at you for trying to pick yeah, him off yeah. the he floor. Goes, this is how you do it. I practiced this. And he goes, older people, they should practice how to get up from the floor. And he goes, so the first thing you do is you crawl over to the furniture and you use the furniture to pull yourself up. And I just went, all right, I'm out. <laughs> You're, you got it. And yeah, he, was, he yelled at you for that. Yeah, he yelled at me. Yes, he, I, you know, when, when COVID hit uh-huh. and I was one of the few people that got to see how everything was working when everybody was in their home, because mm-hmm. I would come up and I would record the masses mm-hmm. so we could get them out to people when everybody was in lockdown in the early days. Okay. And, uh, I remember, well, I remember all of you had very different personalities, the way that you, 
you kind of had takes on things. Like Deacon Phelan was like, I don't know. I don't think you can catch COVID when you're in the church. God just stops it. Yeah. Like, I, think, and I, and I, I agree. And I, okay. remember, I remember you going, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, like, it's like, not quite I, right. The conversations yeah. in the early days before we knew anything that was going on was just so bizarre in the room with everybody while I was set up the camera listening to them all talk yeah. and try to figure out what they could do. But I remember Al like being just completely not concerned at all. Like no, I, no, I, no. He had gotten through life and he's like, yeah, this gets me, this gets me. Like, yeah, he was, yeah, and then, then did he not care. Then he had his you know, those old wives remedies that he would have. Yeah. You know, and when he start to get sick, you know, what was the first thing he would do? Get a lemon fluff cake from Wolf's? Because I know no, he loved those. Okay. Close. <laughs> An onion sandwich. He would sit there and slice up raw onions and put that between two slices of bread and eat that up. See, you call it an old wives' tale, and I call it a guy who lived to be 101. Maybe, well, it must work. It maybe was, these things work. It was either that or the gin. You know, right. I don't know. He drank gin. Yeah, he had a, ate a, onion sandwiches. Yeah, and liked the liked the cake from Wolf's Bakery. Like, like yeah. the lemon fluff. Like the lemon yeah, fluff. That's one yeah. my one of my favorite yeah. too. So yeah, yeah. yeah. and. And he would have his decaf coffee and oatmeal with cinnamon and raisins every morning. See? He would have that. People yeah. need to write these things down. When somebody lives that long, yeah. it's possible they were on to something. It could be that, you know? you know, but I don't want to live that long. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there were divisions for the churches and the parishes. Yeah, you guys got transferred into a new division. So those only vicariate. Be- vicariate. Yeah. Okay. So like you're in the, so w- explain this, you're now in Vicarian six, six and you right. used to be in four, five, five, used to be in five. Okay. Yeah. But you're in a different division, Div- different okay. Vicarian now. So you yeah. have a different Bishop over here. Right. But that Bishop died yesterday. Y- uh, yes. Last night. Yeah. Or two nights ago now. No, we're Sunday talk- night. We're Sunday we're night. We're going to be out right on yeah. Tuesday. So yeah, yeah. we're talking on Monday. Yeah. So he died on Sunday night. You're right. So they got to go get a new Bishop now. Yeah. How long was he your boss for? Uh, maybe four weeks. Wow. Yeah. So how long does it take for them to pick another one? Oh, it's I mean, going to take a while. Us, Actually, I mean, they're going to pick three. Yeah? Because we're down three. How do they do that? Well, Are you up for n- it? Name, oh, hell you no. you get in there? Oh, no. You oh, don't no. want to be a bishop? No, no, no. no is no. that the next step why after priest? Think, why, yeah, well, yeah. That's the next know. step, right? Yeah, that's the next step. You don't step. want in, though? No. What about Highland? He want in there? No. No? Okay. No. What, look at, think of bishops in your mind. The the piece on the chessboard that goes diagonal. Well, no. Think about these guys. Okay. They're all bald. You know why? Because <laughs> they rip their hair out by the handful. They're stressed. Yeah. Okay. I like my hair. I don't have a whole lot, but I like it. It's a stressful job to be a it's bishop. It's a stressful job, and I don't want it. It's a stressful job to be a para- pastor. Why do you think I joined the Navy? So they wouldn't do that to me. You just like being a priest. I like being a priest. You're like, I'll be a priest. I'll be a chaplain. Don't put me in charge of anything. Yes, just put me in combat. I it's get that. It's more fun. I get that. It's more fun than I being understand. a pastor. You'd yeah. rather be shot at. I'd rather be shot at and blown your own yeah. parish yeah. or become yeah. a bishop. That's right. All right. It's, there you go, kids. Fun. That's the best recruiting speech I've ever heard That's for right. joining the priesthood. <laughs> right there. Father Paul Come and get said. shot. <laughs> <laughs> It's now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by the brand new Spoken Vine Wine Bar and Bottle Shop, Northeast Corner of 95th and Kedzie. 21 and over establishment with incredible food and an amazing selection of wines. They are constantly updating the new batch of Italian wines 
are magnificent. Plan an evening out. See more at SpokenVineWines.com. I said it at the top of the show, a big festival coming up this Saturday in Evergreen Park, the return of Oktoberfest. I believe this is the third year Oktoberfest has come to Evergreen Park. It will be over in the area of the community center, 3450 West 97th Street. The big beer garden in the center and the EP podcast, you cannot miss us when you show up. Get over and say hi, Binnie's is going to be there, Baracos, Durbin's, Happy Jack's, Porter Cullen's, Spoken Vine is going to be there. I heard Open Outcry is coming. Not on the flyer, but John Brand says he's coming. Pony Rides, Petting Zoo, Bounce Houses, Touch a Truck, the Stein Hoisting Competition. I've hosted that two years in a row. I think they're going to let me do it again. We always have a good time with the Stein Hoisting Competition. And that's just some of the food, some of the entertainment, some of the things for kids and adults. Because the list is long this year. I believe this will be the biggest Oktoberfest that Evergreen Park has ever seen. Kicks off at 2 p.m., goes until 9. I don't remember this thing ending at 9 last year, but they say officially ending at 9. This Saturday, October the 7th, we'll see you there. The Farmer's Market continues this month, and then it's going to go away Thursdays, 8 a.m. until 1 p.m., Yukich Field, 89th and Kedzie. There is a temporary closure of 94th and Kedzie at the railroad crossing. That is going to be beginning October the 11th. Like, I'm reading this as I'm saying it to you, and I'm realizing that Kedzie Avenue is going to be closed at 94th Street? Whoa, boy. Closure is necessary for needed improvements to the track and roadbed and is expected to last for two weeks or about as long as a freight train normally sits at 94th and Kedzie. At this point, we all know how to get around it, so just act accordingly. The Evergreen Park Youth Department is now accepting donations of coats, hats, socks, scarves, and gloves during their annual coat drive from now through November the 30th. Drop those off at the Community Center, 3450 West 97th Street, Room 105, or at Village Hall. If you have any questions, 708-229-3377. And the Evergreen Park High School Scholarship Fund is having a fundraiser. It's going to be Sunday, November the 5th, 11 a.m. until 3.30 p.m. at 115 Bourbon Street with $40 advance tickets and $45 at the door. You get a buffet, beverages, desserts. You can reserve some small or larger tables. Bears take on the Saints during this. And it goes to help fund continuing education at EPCHS. If you have a question, email Steve Duffy. Just write his name, Steve Duffy, 1234. I love email addresses like that at Comcast.net. Steve, just a tip. If your password is 5678, go change it immediately, big guy. That's your word on the street. Our last segment is brought to you by SidSauce.net. Hot sauces with the peppers grown here in Evergreen Park, bottled locally, dropped off at your door for free. Father Paul was just having tacos over here at the house earlier in the week. He went right for the meteorite scorched. He also loved the Maggie the Vampire Slayer. He likes garlic in his hot sauce. There are so many different flavors. See them all at SidSauce.net. Recently, I sat down at Horse Thief Hollow in Beverly with Neil Byers. He owns that place. And John Brand of Open Outcry, which is right up the street. And we talked Oktoberfest and competing breweries. I figured it would be a good conversation to share as we get ready for the festivities coming up on Saturday the 7th over at the Community Center. It's Oktoberfest season here at the EP Podcast. Oh, 
Horse Thief Hollow in Beverly, and I have not only the guy behind Horse Thief Hollow, Neil Byers, but I also have up the street your, your competition here, Neil. We got Open Outcry's uh, main guy, John Brand. How are you, John? I'm well, thank you. W- welcome, How are you? Welcome into a, a brewery that uh, is not yours, which I, I've always wanted to do to you. I always wanted to get you out of your place and into another brewery. And uh, and Neil, you guys are you guys are friendly. I, I noticed that right away. It took a half hour for us to finally pick up the microphones because you got lots to talk about. Yeah, we always have a lot to talk about. Do you share secrets? Is that something that, like, you guys, like, talk about what's going on in the, in the in the neighborhood, what's going on in the business, what's going on in beer? Is this something you do? Yeah, mainly hairstyles and makeup and, and that, that type of thing. But, no, this place is a home way, away from home for me. I mean, I've spent a lot of time in this place over the years, especially when when we were getting opened up. Neil was very helpful to us and... Um, yeah, I spent a lot of time in here. So, and I, I bought all his old hardware. All of the tanks in Open Outcry were originally Horse Thieves' original tanks. He's got so your I, tanks? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I gave I gave Neil a lot of money a couple of years ago. So he, <laughs> so yes, so he has to like me because I gave him all my money anyway. So. You, uh, before we get into talk about Oktoberfest and what's going on with both places, Neil, you're doing some uh, some changes here. You were showing me when you walked in, like the walls are a little different. You've got some plans. W- why the uh, the makeover here at Horse Thief? Well, I mean, we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary, and I think it's just important to keep on evolving and freshen the place up and make it more interesting and all that. So I could either rest on my laurels or keep on pushing. So that's what we're going to do. Tell me about what we're drinking right here at Horse Thief. Horse Thief is, is hosting this. Next time I'll have to come to your place. Tell me about this one because everybody does Oktoberfest. You do something different because you're doing a dunkel for October. So tell me why. I know this is one of your favorite ones. I think we talked about that before in the past. I like this one an awful lot as well. But tell me a little bit about Wasserwolf. Yeah, so Wasserwolf uh, Jaeger translates to Waterwolf Hunter, which is Northern Pike uh, Hunter, which was my dad's fishing club back in the 70s. So that's where the name comes from. Um, It's the dark German lager. Um, It won an award several years ago. Uh, It's a great, like, cool fall beer. A lot, there's a lot of Vienna lagers and Marzins that are popping up right now. Not a ton of Dunkels, um, but, you know, we've just been doing this pretty much since day one, right around September, October time frame. And um, it just, to me, represents the, the cooling off of, you know, the changing of the season and the cooling off of the temperatures. Tell me what, uh, what the big one is on tap right now that people should try, unless there's more than one. Thanks. We have four Germans inspired beers on draft. We have the Oktoberfest, we have a German Pils, we have the Hefeweizen, and we have a, uh, a Kolsch. Your Pils is really thank good. Thank you. I, I said yeah. that to you before. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, our head brewer, Eric Padilla, who's been with us for a little over a year now, is just an exceptional brewer. These are his beers. I agree with you that the German Pils is just, it's one of the best German Pils in the Chicagoland area. Your Oktoberfest is when? October 13th. We got some time for that one. You've done that for a while. I remember, in fact, one of the first times that I walked in this place, I accidentally walked into an Oktoberfest. Like I was just like, ah, oh, we're going to go out. I've been a horse thief a couple of times. We're going to go out tonight. And I walked into the middle of an Oktoberfest with a special Oktoberfest menu, and the band was playing. It was nuts in here, and it was fun to be at. But, I mean, you've done it for a while. So what makes a good Oktoberfest, in your opinion? kind of dates back to when I was a child. My dad would take me to a restaurant called Edelweiss on the way north side and kind of introduce me to this whole fest kind of atmosphere. Um, so the band's pretty pivotal. Uh, we're uh, featuring Paloma, uh, which is a traditional German band. Um, 
the Ziggy Zaggies and the Oi Oi's and like just the interaction that they bring into the crowd uh, with to the crowd and the Stein raising, um, you know, got great food, great beer. Um, but, you know, it's funny. I remember when we the first year we did this. So this this will be the 10th year. The first year we did this, nobody knew how to react to the cheers and the Ziggy Zag and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. And um, it was kind of crickets and except for my table. And then over the years now, you'll show up here at eight o'clock and the whole place is like rowdy and and toasting and everything so it's a good time it took a while to transition everybody from danny boy to uh to oktoberfest well that's an interesting comparison because i was just about to ask that i mean on this street that season in march is such a big season for all the establishments along the street south side irish parade is such a big deal but then you don't really have a lot of other things where you can have festivals and Oktoberfest is something where you can kind of have like a big celebration. It, does it have an impact? Do people like come up and say, I want to make plans to be there? Is it a big night for the place? And, and that's, would you like to expand it a week? I keep wondering, like, I mean, like maybe get crazy with the thing. Does it, does it have an impact? I mean, we're three quarters sold out and we haven't even announced it yet. It's just a traditional. I got to ask you as soon as we're done to put me on the list. Yeah, okay. it's, it's just this like the, the people had a great time and then they're like, I want to book for the next year. And so it's it's almost not even open to the public at this point just because most of the tables are reserved. So um, it's 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 a lot of fun for me personally. Uh, I think it's fun for the community just because it's a little bit different than what they're used to, um, historically speaking. Um, so. Yeah, you know, prost. Excellent. What, what, what do you think, John? You're you a big, uh, big fan of the actual season? I mean, you're doing four German beers, so you must see some benefit to, you know, this is an event-type thing. Get get out there and, and, and try some different German beers. Yeah, Neil said it. The music, the, the drink, the, the uh, people kind of letting loose and enjoying the, the scenery and the, and the energy in the places. It's, it's um, you know, it's why guys like Neil and I get into the service industry to bars to restaurants because when you have a room full of people everyone's enjoying themselves the music's good and the energy's high that's you know you're providing that value to your customers that's why you get in this business the way neil does it is basically like there's a seat for everybody and i'm not counting anybody leaving so once the seats are filled that's it for oktoberfest right yeah yeah that's right 120 people that's it (laughs) This is one of those holidays where I see him having fun throughout the entire thing. He's like, this is my night, right? Yeah, and I walk around with apple schnapps and four shots for everybody, so it's a good time, as long as I got a driver. It's the EP Podcast, all things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast, Evergreen Park.